If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Mark chapter 11. Chapter 11, verse 23 and 24. I don't think you can be in a faith series unless you teach on this verse at least 25 times because there's a lot in it, a lot in it. Here we go. Truly I say to you, whoever declares to this mountain, Whoever speaks to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, whatever you declare in prayer, whatever you say in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Father, I pray today, help us, Holy Spirit, to believe it, receive it, and speak it. Because you already said it. Whatever we ask for, we can tell any mountain in our life to move, and it has to obey, because you said it. Lord, enlighten the eyes of our hearts so that we can know you better today. I pray you would soften our hearts. I pray right now that I would decrease, Holy Spirit, that you would increase in this place. Lord, I pray you would anoint me today to preach your word so that all of our hearts in this place would be transformed and conformed into your image and into your likeness. And I pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Before you're seated, high five three people. And I want you to tell them this, you have to declare it. Tell them, say, you have to declare it. You have to declare it. Today is part three in another series that we've titled Faith. Someone shout faith. Faith. Come on. And the title of today's message is this, a declaring faith, a declaring faith. Now, look, this type of message might start stirring some feelings up on the inside of us that we'll need to work through as we walk through the, the, word of, the word of God. And, and that's okay. And, and here's why it's okay. Because we serve a gracious God, a God who desires for us to walk in the fullness of who he says he is, not who we may think he is, but rather in, in the fullness of who he says he is. And a lot of times those two, two things doesn't line up. It, it, it really doesn't. Because what I find is as human beings, we, we tend to make God smaller than he actually is, right? We, we tend to because we love to place him in a box. And so we have to shrink him in order to put him in the box that we've created for him, the boxes of religion, the boxes of theology, the boxes of doctrine, you name the boxes, the churches have them, right? And so... Um, we we got to shrink him to put him in the box. And here's, here's why. Because we do, a part of us wants to control him. Because that will help us understand him. If we can just control him and say, this is what he does. And this is how he operates. And, and this is who he is, right? Then we can control him because we can kind of understand, understand him. But man, I tell you, the longer I follow him and the more I get to, to know him, 
uh, the more I realize, man, I can't even begin to fathom how big and how great the God is that we serve. And I tell you, I've, I've found over my life and my time serving Jesus is that he really hates to be put in a box. <laughs> he absolutely hates it. And he loves to destroy every box that we try to set up for him. And so my prayer today is, is very, very, very simple. Lord, blow our minds and expand our revelation of who you are and what we are capable of through your word. And that's, that's my prayer in Jesus, in Jesus name. And so look, but before we actually, before we hop into the, the heart um, of this, this message, I really felt like the Lord wanted us to all declare something all together. And when I say all, I mean, thank you. Look at your neighbor and say, the all means you. Cause don't be that person not to say nothing, right? Like don't be that person. Like I'm too cool. I'm not gonna say a word just cause he said it. No, man, but really I felt like the Lord's like have them. And I don't do this very often. I have you declare certain things, but not like whole things. But I really felt like the Lord was like, have them declare this with you today. And so I'm gonna say something, then you're gonna say that thing back to me. And I'm gonna say it again, then you're gonna say something back and we're gonna do it three times. Okay, you guys okay with that? Are you ready for this? So I want you to say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit we, want you we want you to reveal your word. Reveal your One more time. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit we want you to reveal your word, a declaring faith, a declaring faith. How many of you realize that's exactly what we are to have? A declaring faith, a faith that speaks dead things to life. Hear me, a faith that will speak things that are not as though they are. That's the type of faith, a declaring faith, that you and I are to be operating in on an everyday, day after day basis as Christ followers. Because look, our words are supposed to be so powerful. So powerful as Christ followers. See, when we open our mouths and begin to speak, we can have the ability to change our own circumstances. Hear me. Our words are so powerful that when we open our mouths, we can have the authority to not only change our circumstances, but change the circumstances of those around us. I'm telling you, our words can be so powerful. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And look, this isn't just my opinion, by the way. This is what the word of God teaches us. Hear me. I'm just going to share with the word of God. So if you get offended, you're offended with Jesus, not me. But I'm just saying. It's not my opinion. It's what the word of God says. Proverbs 18, 21 literally says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Another translation says this words kill or words give life. That's how clear the Bible is on this. Our words are to be so, so very powerful. And that's why the psalmist, right? The psalmist knew this. And so he wrote in Psalms chapter 19, verse 14. He says, may the declarations of my mouth and the meditations of my heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, hear me, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Why is our word can be so powerful? Because out of the abundance of the heart, because that's what's in us. 
so it can be so, so powerful operating through. Let the declarations of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Man, our words can be so powerful. The declarations of our mouth can either bring life or death, can bless or curse, can heal or kill, can save or destroy. The words of our mouth can do that. And, and, and man, I tell you, it's, it's funny because people get so nervous when I, when I start talking about this, this thing. Man, I can see people start screaming, they're squirming in their seats and they're going through all the theological boxes in their, in their heads when I start preaching about this. And it's funny because actually it starts turning people into word police. Like they start policing every word. I'm telling you, it's so amazing. I get emails, it's awesome. But, but they're like, oh, oh, whoa, whoa, no, no, no. Now you're talking about name it, claim it type of stuff, pastor. And no, no, no. He's, he's trying to say that, that we can just say whatever and make whatever happen. But, but that's not what I'm saying. This is why I need you to continue to listen. That's, that's not what I'm saying. See, listen to me. Romans chapter four, verse 17 is very clear. This is what Paul says. He says, we serve a God who calls dead things to life. We serve a God. Hear me. We serve a God. It ain't, it ain't to do with that. We serve a God who calls dead things to life and speaks things that are not as though they are. That's the God we serve. This is the key to making our words powerful and effective. This is the key. Meaning this. When you and I align our words with the words that God is speaking... By the way, present tense, is speaking. God's still speaking. God's still talking to his people. He's still moving through his people. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because he did it back then, he's faithful to do it again right now in this time and in this age, period. Point blank, period. There's not much else to add after that. That's who he is because he said so. And so when we align our words with the words that God is speaking, present tense, prophetic word of God, amen, rhema word of God, the now word of God, a fresh word from heaven, when we align our words with the words that God is speaking or has already spoken, meaning the Bible, meaning, meaning this, this. And when we align our words with the words that God is speaking or has already spoken, man, it makes our words so powerful. And so effective. You know why? Because they carry the weight of heaven. They carry the authority of heaven. This is why life and death is in the power of the tongue. Because it carries the authority of heaven. Hear me. You and I have to start understanding that we can declare the word of God, present words and past words, and his words will make our words so powerful to change our circumstances and the circumstances of those around us can change what is going on in us and around us, I'm telling you. You know, so often I, I see so many Christians right, struggling with depression and addiction and, and things like these, right? Not limited to those things, but all types of things that Christians are struggling with. But, but, but here's, here's the thing, they don't have to. Listen, you don't have to. I don't, I don't have to. And am I saying that the things never try to grab a hold of us? No, that's not what I'm saying. That's absolutely gonna happen. In this life, you'll face trials of many kinds. But take heart, because I've overcome. 
So yeah, this stuff's gonna try to grab us, but we don't have to be submitted to those things, bound by those things. We've been given power to completely get rid of those things and to completely break those things off of us in Jesus' name by declaring the word of God over our lives. You know, several, several, years, of, several years ago, several of you, you know this because you were here, but several years ago, man, I had this severe bout with depression severe about it was it was so severe that at one point in time during that time I didn't leave my basement for three solid weeks wouldn't even leave it wouldn't eat wouldn't do nothing it was absolutely it was awful man and I dealt with that period of my life for over four months and I'm not kidding I never thought I was coming out of it I, I really didn't I thought I literally at different times I would tell the Lord like Lord well we had a good run I'm dead serious. Like, I'm serious. I was convinced. I was like, this is just life, man. And Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm done. We, we, we did a lot of cool things though, Jesus. A lot of people got saved and it's been really neat to see God, you moving in our church. And I'm so grateful for that, but, but it's, it's over. And I dealt with this for over four months until the Holy Spirit one day spoke to me and he said to me, your words can be powerful words if you align your words with my word. If you will align your words with my words. And, and I tell you, man, once the Lord revealed that to me, I started to declare the word of God over my life. Every day. I would declare every single day, over and over and over, day after day after day. I would declare things like Romans chapter eight, verse 37. But in all things, I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. I would declare this every day. And listen, listen. I was super depressed, super, I didn't feel like getting out of bed. I didn't feel like getting in the shower. My poor wife, like, and my kids. Man, I didn't feel like doing a doggone thing at all. I didn't feel like declaring the word of God and I sure didn't feel like more than a conqueror. But I said, but God said, even though I feel this way, but God said in all things, I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. And I would declare this. I would declare 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I would say it over and over and over again. I would, I would quote Psalms 121, verses 1 and 2. For I lift my eyes unto the hills for where my help comes from. It comes from the Lord. Yeah, I'm dealing with all kinds of garbage right now in my life. But I'm going to lift my eyes. Into, I'm not going to fix my eyes on the depression and all the hurt. No, no. I'm going to fix my eyes into the hills for where my help comes from it comes from the lord the maker of heaven and earth i declare nehemiah chapter 8 verse verse 10 i do not need to be grieved for the joy of the lord is my strength i don't need to be grieved for the joy of the lord is my strength and man i would quote this and quote this and declare this word of the lord over my life until my reality lined up with the truth of his word I'm telling you, until my reality of what I was living, my lived reality aligned with the truth of his word, because sometimes it just doesn't. Sometimes I don't feel victorious, but he says I'm a victor. <laughs> and sometimes, man, we gotta keep, keep declaring the word of God until our reality comes in alignment with his truth. And listen to me, I had to do this for several weeks. <laughs> I wish I could say I did it one day, and the next day I was... And sometimes that does happen. Hear me, I've, I've witnessed it happen several times where, where God just, boom, breaks it, it's gone, it's over. Whatever the person is dealing with, it's absolutely awesome. But that wasn't, 
that wasn't what I had to deal with. I had to do it day in and day out till my reality, along with the truth of his word. And you know, I didn't just do it by myself, by the way. I had several other people praying for me, laying their hands on me. They probably got tired of me. I need you to pray for me. I need you to pray for me. I need you to come over here, lay your hands on me, anoint me with oil. I need you to pray and declare the word of God over me until finally one day it lifted. One day it completely broke off of me because this is why, this is why. Because the depression had to bow to the word of God. It didn't bow to my words. It didn't even bow to the people's praying words. You know what? It didn't even bow to the prescriptions or the medications the doctors were writing me. Didn't bow to that at all. Actually made it worse. I'm just telling you. But it had to bow to the words of the almighty God. It had to. This is how powerful the spoken word of God is. See, it had to bow to a declaring faith. It had to. We had to speak things that were not as though they were. We had to. Because what I was dealing with wasn't what I was saying. But we had to. It's a, a declaring faith that you and I are supposed to operate in. You know, my wife, Julie, and I, we have these friends back home where I'm from in Ohio. This is home, but back home. Yeah. Um, I've been redeemed from Ohio State country, but <clears throat> it's a slow process. The Lord's still taking me from glory to glory, okay? I'm not a Penn Stater. But <clears throat> back home, their, their name is uh, Kevin and Stephanie Mason. And several of you met them several years back. They came in and shared their testimony. I don't have time to go through the whole thing. And we're trying to work out a time for them to come back and share Oh, because the things God's doing in their life is absolutely awesome. And we, we want to hear from them of what God's doing. So we're working a time to bring them back. But anyway, um, several years ago, they come in, they share their testimony. And I want to highlight just a couple things. See, in their testimony, what would have taken place in their life and what they were dealing with is, is Stephanie, they found a brain tumor. Okay. Then the poor girl, she gets electrocuted at work. She was an ER nurse, right? And they, somebody put the defibrillators on, left them on, sat them on a metal cart. She grabbed it to wheel it in into surgery and boom, it, it, it zapped her, about killed her, right? And then while all this is happening to her, Kevin gets diagnosed with cancer. All this at the same time is all taking place in their life. And you know what they said that they did to get them through that? This is what they did. They wrote the word of God on post-it notes and hung it on every single door of their house. Every single door, on the front door, on the kitchen cabinet doors, on the bathroom door, on the basement door, on the garage door, on the back door, they, they, they hung them on every door. And every time they would go to open that door, they would declare the word of God over their life. They would declare the word of God. They would speak the spoken word of God. They would declare by his stripes, we are healed. They declare he is Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals me and he's gonna heal me. They would do this day in and day out. They would declare the word of God over their lives. And they both say to this day, because they did that, they experienced complete healing. Complete healing in their life. And not only that, but they came out of it better than they went in it because that's what the word of God does for us and through us. We come out of it better than how we went into it. 
because he always does exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ever ask, think, or imagine. This is how powerful the word of God is. See, because his words are better than life and they bring healing to those who find them. Oh, I love that. That's what the psalmist wrote. I absolutely love that. See, see listen to me. It, this, isn't, this isn't like name it, claim it, but, but it is believing it, receiving it. And I got a third one for you now, speaking it. And it has to be all three. This is what the Lord showed me several weeks ago. He's like, yeah, yeah Keith, you're missing a part. Because I've said several times, we got to believe it, receive it, not name it, claim it. He's like, yeah, yeah, but you're missing something. I said, okay, what, what is that, Lord? Thank you. You know, <laughs> you have me up here saying things and then you reveal something else. I appreciate it. But it's believe it, receive it, but also speak it. That we got to declare it. We must have a declaring, a declaring faith. You know, I was, I was talking to the Lord this past week, which is probably a good thing as a pastor, I would say, but I would venture to guess. But I was, I was talking to the Lord and, and, and I was asking him, I was saying, Lord, you know, why is it that on one hand, right, we have all these people experiencing a great outpouring of your spirit? Like, why is it that on one hand, oh God, we have people being set free, being delivered, being healed, being filled with the Holy Spirit, with the gifts of the Spirit in operation, prophecy and, and, and gifts of, 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 of knowledge and words of, of wisdom and, and, and tongues and interpretation of tongues. Why, why on one hand are we having this great outpouring of the Spirit on, on, on some people, but then on the other hand, on others, they're not experiencing that. Lord, Lord why, why is that? And the Lord said so clearly to me, he said, because the ones that are experiencing this, who are experiencing me in profound ways, it's because they're believing, receiving, and they're speaking what I'm saying. That's why they're experiencing it. See, we've got to realize just how powerful it is when we're speaking what God is saying. When we're speaking what God is saying. You know, it, it blows my mind how we can all of us be in the same exact worship service together. And this blows my mind. We can all be in the same exact worship service. And I can see people being wrecked by the spirit of God. Absolutely wrecked by the spirit of God. But then I can look two seats down at somebody else and see them not engaged at all. And believe me, I've been in that place where I'm like, Lord, why, why are these people getting hammered? And I'm over here like a bump on the log. Like, I don't even know who you are right now. I don't feel you at all. That woman over there bawling and laying out. And I'm over here like, what's going on? How much longer until this is over? Like, Lord, what's that about? Like, don't act like you ain't doing the same thing. Some of you right now point your finger at me. I just, no. but Lord, what, what, but, but why, you know, why is that? And can I tell you this, that 99% that, that of the time, I'm not gonna say 100% because I don't like anything absolute except God's word. This is, but about 99% of the time, people who aren't engaging with the spirit of God and being touched by the spirit of God, it's because they aren't singing to God. It's because they're not speaking what God is saying. The people who are being wrecked by the spirit, it's because they are singing, they are speaking what God is saying. Which by the way is the reason when I get up here 
I, I encourage you to sing. Right? I say every, every voice, right? Tell him, sing. Because see, what I know is many of these lyrics to the songs we're singing, these worship songs come directly from the word of God. Not from somebody's thought up imagination or positive thinking. No, no, it's the word of God. And so that means when we're singing them, we're speaking what God is saying. And see, here's the thing. What moves the spirit of God is the word of God. Hear me. What moves the spirit of God is the word of God. It's not our abilities. It's not our, God is not impressed with our talents. I'm just telling you. He's not impressed with my ability to speak. He's not impressed with even Brent's ability. He's good. He's real good. But, but he's not impressed with our talents or our abilities. He's not. I mean, he's got seraphims up there making us all look like we ain't got voices at all. Like, yeah, beautiful. Perfect, right? But man, I tell you, when we can speak what God is, is saying. You know, that's one of the reasons I tell my wife, Julie or Brent or Sarah, I'm like, hey guys, listen, man, let the prophetic song arise from your heart. Whatever God is putting in your spirit, you, you, you stink and sing it. You know why? Because that means they are singing what God is saying. I tell my wife all the time, I put pressure on her. I'm always pressure. I'm like, listen, you need to be seeking the Lord for a prophetic song for this week. That's probably why she hasn't sung the last two weeks. <laughs> put a lot of... <laughs> No, not really. She's got allergies, but. But I do. I'm like, honey, I need you to seek the Lord for a prophetic song. Because every time that one of them start doing it, see, when, when they go off script and you can't read the words that's being sung, that's what they're doing. So there's a prophetic song that now has entered their heart. And now they are singing what God is saying in the moment. And man, when that happens, man, the spirit of the Lord comes rushing into the place comes rushing into the place. Why? Because it's the word of God that moves the spirit of God, period. It just is. Listen, if you want God to wreck you during worship, start singing. Huh. Start singing, just try it. And I don't really care if you got a terrible voice. I do too, and you hear me up here singing. I don't care. Because the Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Don't say make a good one. Just make a joyful one. Because if it was a good one, well, then half of us would be in trouble, right? Like, well, I can never sing, Lord, because I can't sing worth a lick. The Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. So it don't matter if you can't sing. Now, look, I'm not probably going to put you on the worship team. Matter of fact, I know you can't make it through Brent. He's going to make you audition and everything. So you think I'm tough. He's way tougher than me. So, but man, we want you to be screaming and singing and going after Jesus with everything you got, saying what God is saying. And I promise you, you start doing that, you'll see the spirit of God touch you in worship like you've never experienced before. I guarantee it. I'll guarantee it. Man, if you want God to show up in your life and start doing amazing things in your life, you start speaking what he is saying and do it out loud. Not, not just to yourself. Not, not just to yourself. When you're reading the word of God at home, read it out loud. Stop saying it to yourself. Do you know why this is what... Some of our, our prayers and why my prayers some of the times aren't powerful and effective, even though the Bible says the prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. Right? That's what it says. But, 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 but they're not. You, you know why? Because we're not praying what God is saying. And then we're not praying it out loud. We're just thinking it. Like, oh, yeah, Jesus. You know, we're just, we're just keeping, it, we're keeping it right here. But, but listen, what moves the spirit of God is the spoken, hear me, the spoken word of God. It's us having a declaring faith. And that's the reason I encourage you to sing when I get up here in between the transition time. 
so that you'll experience the spirit of God. If you start singing, I'm like, man, if I can just get them to sing for a few moments and I'll, I'll, I'll hit it right when I know that it's something that the word of God says. Like, come on, every voice, every voice. Because man, I'm like, hey, if they'll start singing this, I know the spirit of God will touch them, transform them and change the circumstances of their life. And I know he will. See, our words can be so powerful, church. If we align our words with his words and if we declare them, if we say them out loud. And that's the message throughout the Bible, by the way. That's the message throughout the Bible. That's not my opinion. Again, this is what the Bible teaches. And it's the message that Jesus is actually one of the messages that Jesus is trying to get across in Mark chapter 11. When he says, have faith in God, truly I tell you, if anyone declares to this mountain, if anyone declares my word to any of the circumstances in their lives, to any of the struggles in their lives, they can tell their mountain to go and throw yourself into the sea. To go get, you gotta go. To go and throw yourself into the sea. And does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. It will be done for them. And you know, I'm telling you, I've, I've seen people put this to the test. I've witnessed so many people put this to the test in a variety of different ways, in a variety of different circumstances. I've seen people whose marriages are completely in shambles. It's over, it's over, it's done. We're getting a divorce, it's finished. We're gonna go to church. It's one last ditch effort. I'm always like, well, why didn't you come sooner before we got to that, but okay. I get it, life is tough, I understand it, but, but it's a last ditch effort, I've seen it. But then all of a sudden, the husband or the wife starts declaring the word of God over their marriage. They start declaring the word of God. They start saying, the Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said. The Lord said he will restore all things to himself. The Lord said that at his name, the enemy must flee. The Lord said that a three-strand cord braided together is not easily broken. And they'll begin declaring the word of God over their marriage. My marriage will be restored. Not please restore it. No, no, my marriage will be restored in Jesus' name. The enemy has to flee because God said so. And God is the one that will be that third strand that's binding my marriage together. And I'm telling you, man, the people that do that, their marriage is better than it ever was. Better than it ever was, no matter what they walk through. Better than it ever had been. They declare this multiple times a day. And I'm telling you, God has showed up and showed out in so many different marriages. And he did what only he could do. And, and these people now, they, they love each other better. They care for each other better. They speak to each other better. They respect each other better. It's absolutely amazing. All because they declared the word of God to their mountain. Listen, if you're facing a situation in your life, start declaring the word of God. If your marriage is in a, in a rough spot, start declaring the word of God. My marriage is fruitful. We will be fruitful. Maybe you don't want to multiply, so don't pay, pray that part. But like, <laughs> I leave that part out. I'm like, I'm done, Lord. <laughs> yeah. So I skip over a few words every once in a while. But I want it to be fruitful, Lord. Like, I'm telling you, declare it over your life whatever you're dealing with, declare it. Declare it over your finances. The Lord said, I'm blessed in my coming and I'm blessed in my going. That he will multiply seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And so Lord, I pray a multiplication of all my finances. In Jesus' name, bless it, Lord. You said you would prosper me. That's what the Bible says. 
I'm talking about a prosperity gospel. I'm talking about declaring the word of God gospel. Amen. Amen. You know, I witnessed my mother do this personally for me. Personally. I'm telling you, my mom every day, woman's wild. She, she would declare every single day, my son will be saved. He will be set free and the boy will be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I was so far from God, I didn't want nothing to do with the Lord. Every day, she'd do it multiple times. Every time I walk in the house, she'd be pointing at me. Boy, I said, you will be saved. I'm telling you. She'd get a little gangster in her voice and everything, man. You will be saved. You will be set free. And you will be filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't care what you say. I'm dead serious. She'd come at me. And boy, she'd come out the enemy. And she'd do it every day, multiple times a day. And listen, she did it for 15 years. Every single day. 15 years. Until one day, the Lord showed up and did what only he could do and did what no drug program could do for me, what no self-help program could do to me or positive thinking. No, no, the word of God transformed my life forever. Why, why? Because God's word will never return void, ever. It will always accomplish, this is what the Bible says, it will always accomplish that which it sets out to accomplish. So when we begin to declare the word of God, it will not return void. It has to fulfill what we set it to fulfill if we align our words with his, with his word. You can't just say something that's not in here and expect God to do it. I'm not saying that. But man, when you declare his word and align your words with his word, his word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides bone from marrow. It's powerful and effective and spirit from soul. That's what the Bible is. The word of God is, is so powerful it's so powerful that the Bible says, the word of God says that heaven and earth will pass away, but the word, his word will remain. And we must realize that we have a declaring faith and start utilizing it, church. Don't make the word of God the last thing you turn to. Make it the first thing you run to. And man, I tell you, we wouldn't deal with so many problems if we did that. Now, now look, am I, am I saying this? Am I saying this, that God can't do anything unless we speak it? No, that's not what I'm saying. That would be completely incorrect. God can do whatever he desires to do when he desires to do it, period. But I will tell you what this means when we declare what he is saying. What it is doing is making us co-laborers with Christ in the harvest field. Hear me. We become co-laborers. When we start to declare the word of God, we have now become co-laborers to bring his will to the earth, which is the point, by the way. Oh, Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the point. That's the point of this life. And so when we start declaring God's word, we're co-laboring to bring his will to the earth. First John chapter five, verse 14 and 15 says this. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his word, will, anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we will have what we ask for. If we ask according to his, to his will. Because our, our words then will carry the power and the authority of heaven if we align our words with his word. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Have faith in God. Truly, truly, I say to you, 
If anyone declares to this mountain, go and throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it. First, you say it, you speak to the mountain, you believe it and you receive it and it will be yours. That's what Jesus is saying. Believe it, receive it, then speak it. You declare it and it will be yours. John 16, verse 15, Jesus makes this statement. He says, all that belongs to the Father is mine. I love that. Jesus says, all that belongs to the Father is mine. And see, because he believed it and received it, we see him throughout the New Testament declaring it. Throughout the New Testament. And it blows my mind every time I think of this. Jesus declares things to happen. It's not often that he says, Father, please. It's not. Matter of fact, you can't find it, but two places that I'm even aware of. Every other time, Jesus declares it. He declares things to happen. Not Father, please do this, or Father, please do that. Father, please heal them, or Father, please silence the storm. No, no, that's not what he does. He declares it. Pick up your mat and walk. Be healed. Your sins are forgiven. Be healed. Stretch forth your hand and be made whole. Lazarus, come forth. He declared it. Father, please. No, no. Lazarus, come forth. Peace be still, is what he said to the storm. Curtains. Storm shut up right then. And so Jesus, because he understand that all that the Father, all that belongs to the Father was his. He believed it, received it, and then he could go and declare it. You know, in Matthew chapter eight, there's this the story about the centurion who's whose servant was paralyzed and suffering terribly is what the Bible says. And of course, the centurion hears that Jesus is in town. So he runs and he finds Jesus. And he's telling Jesus what happened to his, to his servant. And Jesus' response is, okay, great. Shall I come with you to your house and lay my hands on him and pray for him to be healed? And it blows my mind what the centurion says back. The centurion says, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not worthy to have you under my roof. But see, I'm a man of authority just like you. I have soldiers under me. And when I tell a soldier to go, he goes. When I tell a soldier to come, he comes. They do everything I command them to do. And so I know that if you just say the word, if you just speak it, not just think it, don't just think, no, no. Speak the word. Jesus, if you declare it to be done, I know it will be done. And the reason Jesus operated in and such power and might it was because he, he believed and received that everything that belonged to the Father was, was his. So he declared it. And we see him operate in all these incredible miracles and signs and wonders throughout the Bible. Why? Because he had a declaring faith. And maybe we're thinking, well, that's great, but that's the Son of God. It makes sense that he understood that, but that's not us. Okay, great. Well, this is what it goes on to say. In verse 15, because it's so good. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he'll make known to you. Ooh, that's so good. How awesome is that? This is what Jesus is saying, in case you didn't catch it. This is what he's saying. He's saying because it all belongs to him. 
He told the Spirit of God to make it available to us. That's what he is saying right there, church. He's made it available to us through the Spirit of God. That's why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he'll make known to you, what he will accredit to your account because of my command, what he'll make available to you. This is why he says in John chapter 14, the one who believes in me will do the works that I do and even greater works than these will he do because I'm going to be with the Father. That's why I said that the Spirit will make known to you what he has received from me. See, because everything that belongs to the Father belongs to Jesus, Jesus now says it's ours. I've made it known to you. I've accredited it to you through my Spirit. See, we just gotta believe it, receive it, and begin to speak it. We've gotta have a declaring faith, church. If not, we're not, we're not operating and working our faith at all. We're not. We gotta walk by faith. Walking is working. It's practicing. It's believing. It's receiving. It's speaking. We gotta, we gotta declare declare our faith. Ephesians chapter six, and I'm I'm ending right here. Ephesians six, verse 17, the apostle Paul, starting in verse 12, right? He starts going down, talking about spiritual warfare, okay? Remember, we went through all this in the Raising Warrior series multiple, multiple times. Well, then he gets past verse 12 and 13, then he gets into the full armor of God. And he begins to rattle off all these different parts of the armor that we are to have and that we have available to us. And he gets to the last one and, and, and he, says, he says this, take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, what's amazing about that is this, the Greek word for word in that context is rhema. And do you know what that means? It's not logos, it's rhema. And it means spoken word of God, not thought word of God, not written word of God. No, no, no. Spoken word of God. So what Paul is saying to us is simply this. If you want to be able to cut the enemy off at the knees, if you want to turn the word of God into the sword of the spirit, it's got to be spoken. It has to be spoken. If you want to be powerful and effective in this life to overcome everything the enemy is trying to throw at you and over your family, hear me, he's trying to take you out and your family out. He's not playing games with you. And so Paul is saying, listen, you can be completely powerful and effective against him, but you better start speaking the word of God. It turns the word of God into the sword of the spirit. It turns it into the weapon. When we start speaking the word of God, all of a sudden our mouth turns into a weapon of mass destruction. I'm telling you. It's a WMD. It's absolutely amazing what we can do to the forces of darkness when we begin to speak the word of God. Speak it. It doesn't say just thank it. Don't just meditate on it. No, that's good. It's all good. But also you got to declare it. You have to declare it. Have a declaring faith. If you want to be victorious, over the enemy and the schemes. We gotta declare the word of God, church. And you know, if Jesus is the perfect example, can we all agree to that? Jesus is the perfect example, correct? Are you with me? Declare, yes, okay, thank you. So if we all agree on that, that's what we see Jesus doing in the scripture. When Satan himself come to him in the wilderness, what did he do? He spoke the word of God. He didn't just think it, he didn't just read it. No, he spoke it. No, but God said, 
but God said, and he overcome the enemy by speaking the word of God. Took saying now by having a declaring faith. We have to be a people who, who, know, who know the word of God so that we can be a people who speak the word of God. If we don't know the word of God, we can't speak it. And our words will not be powerful at all, none. Our words on our own is not powerful, hear me, not at all, there's not. But our words aligned with his word can move mountains, can change the circumstances in our lives and the circumstances of those around us. And man, when he comes to steal, kill and destroy, we begin declaring the word of God. But God said, yeah, I might be depressed, but God said, my marriage might be struggling, but God said, my kids may be a wreck and far from, but God said my house will be saved. Just keep doing it. But God said, declaring the word. You know, every time I've seen people do this very thing, man, I've seen God use them for incredible things. And you know what's wild to me? And this is the last point, I promise. But throughout the Bible, we rarely see God speak himself. What I mean by that is from the voice from heaven, coming from the clouds, very rare. It's very rare, a couple instances is it. The rest of the time, you know what he did? He spoke to people and the people spoke to those around them. Hear me, he spoke to people and then the people spoke what God said, making their words powerful and effective. And they did amazing things for the kingdom of heaven. Amazing things. Set the world on fire, flipped it upside down. Man, we gotta be a people who align our words with the word of God. We gotta realize just how powerful our words can be if we have a declaring faith. Come on, stand to your feet, please. Listen to me, God, God is wanting to pour out his spirit on all flesh. He's wanting to pour out his spirit on all flesh. He desires for us to prophesy, I'm telling you. That's why Paul says, I wish that you all would prophesy. Every one of you, every single one of you, he desires for us to prophesy. He desires for us to have dreams and visions. He desires to pour his spirit out on us. And all we gotta do, man, is align our words with his word and he'll fill us, strengthen us and transform us. Man, he wants to utilize us to go and witness to those around us because he doesn't want one to perish, but for all to return to repentance and have eternal life in Christ Jesus. He wants all of them. And so man, if we align our words with his word, we'll see a mass exodus from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you, I'm declaring the, the, the latter rain is gonna be, be greater than the former rain. Hear me, because that's what the word of God says. The revival that's coming on the church, hear me, the revival that is coming to the church will be greater than any revival ever in the history of mankind to date. I'm telling you, will we though align ourselves and our words with the word of God? Because that's what God's word says. The latter rain will be greater than the former rain. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready. I'm like, Lord, I want to align my words with your word. I'm going to align my heart with your heart so that I don't miss this great outpouring that you're sending. Man, I pray that all of our prayer would be that, that that would be our heart and that we would start to be a people, even if it's out of our own comfort zone, 
and start having a declaring faith. Start speaking what God is saying. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you that it's in you that we live, we move, we have our being. We thank you that our words can be so powerful when we align our words with your word. And Lord, I pray that you would start to put this hunger and this desire for your word in our hearts. I know it's not gonna be by power nor by might, but it's gonna be by your spirit, Lord. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would make known to us everything that Jesus has made available to us. Yeah, Lord. Write your word on the tablets of our heart. Quicken us, O Holy Spirit. And I pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name and all God's people said, amen, amen.